for the word. It's time for the word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, let's give God some praise up in the house this morning, the house of destiny. Yes, let's go on in the prayer right quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, our Heavenly Father, we ask you, Father, that you would continue to give us the grace that we need to stand firm, Father, in you, Father God. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would just change the hearts of this world and the hearts of the church people and let them be more committed to you, Father. Let them understand, Lord, that it's not about them, but it's about you, Father God. Father God, we're too caught up on us, Father God, and we can't get the blessings that God would have to give us because of the way that we're going about doing business with him. So, Father God, we just ask in your name that you would just show us the way. Show us the way, Father. And let your many blessings be upon us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. The title of our message today is Supreme Favor. How many of y'all want Supreme Favor? Amen. Not just favor, but Supreme Favor. Somebody say Supreme Favor. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. In 596, between 596 and 587 B.C., there was a man called Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king of the Babylonian Empire. Babylon meaning confusion. It's a product of the world that we're living in. And Nebuchadnezzar, the word means frontiersman. In other words, he's the one that likes to take things to the next level in the world. Like, you know, the, 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 the Steve Jobs, with, I think he was the iPod man and the Microsoft man and the Facebook. See, the, 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 these are Nebuchadnezzar's boys. You know, they're frontiersmen. 
they, 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 they take things to the next level. Amen? Amen. These are the Nebuchadnezzars of the world, the Don Trumps and all of them kind of fellows. You know what I'm saying? But we got a word for you today. We got a word for you today. Now, when Babylon in 596, between 596 and 587 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar invaded Jerusalem, which is the peace of God, the city of peace. He invaded them, and a king over Judah at the time was Jehoiakim. And Jehoiakim, he rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, that frontiersman, you know. He rebelled against him. So, you see, how many of y'all know the world don't like it when you rebel against what they want? So what he did was he took down Jehoiakim and he raised up one called Zedekiah to pay tribute to him. You see, puppets. You see America doing it all the time in these countries. They set up puppets that will pay tribute to him. They knock down the one that won't bow down to him and they prop up the one that will because he's going to pay tribute to them. See, he's going to steal from his own people to give to them. Amen? Are y'all with me? So here's Nebuchadnezzar, and he invades, right? And and, and this is what God told. Isn't it interesting how God deals with stuff? Jeremiah was around at that time, and Jeremiah 29, verses 4 through 7. We usually have it up. We're short this morning, so we're not going to have it up on the board, but I want you to bear with me. Jeremiah 29, verses 4 through 7. Jeremiah wrote a letter to the people that were in captive to Nebuchadnezzar. And and this is what he says, starting in chapter 29 of Jeremiah, verses 4 through 7. This is what he said. Watch this. He said, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Not just what saith Jeremiah the prophet or Dr. Manley, the apostle of House of Death. No, it says, thus saith the Lord of hosts. This is what God says. He's the God of Israel, which is the God of the church. That's us. He says, unto all that are carried away captive. Have we got any people in the house today that's carried away by something? That's got us in a bind right now? Mm-hmm. Sound like the whole world to me, right? Watch what God says to his people through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Isn't that ironic that God say, I'm the one that did this? I'm the one that sent Nebuchadnezzar to you, church, to bring you into captivity. Because I got a plan for your life. And I got to get you in a place where you can hear me. Because if I don't put you in a place where you can hear me, then you don't hear so well. So I'm going to do something to you. I'm going to put you in captivity with something where you can't do nothing but listen to me. Amen. Well, the Lord said, I talked to a man in two ways. The book of Job is saying, I talked to him while he's sleeping in his bed when I can remove pride from him. And then the, if he won't listen, then he said, I'll put him on his sick bed and make him uh, I, I'm in the house. I said, I'll make him sick and talk to him. That's what God's word said. That ain't what my words say. That's what God's word said. So it goes on and he said, now Jeremiah says here, now look at here. 
He said, I'm the one that called you to be carried away from Jerusalem, the peace that you had, to Babylon, which is confusion. You ever had peace and then all of a sudden confusion came? Have you ever asked yourself, where's God at in there? <laughs> See, you don't ask that, do you? And God be dead up in the middle of it. Amen? Am I talking to the church? Right? Am I talking right this morning? Eh? I want to preach right to you. Now watch what God says in your midst of captivity. Watch what he says. He says here, I want you, while you're in your captivity, here's hope, church. God says, I want you to build your houses. And dwell in them. And I want you to plant gardens. And I want you to eat the fruit of them. He wants you to do this while you're in captivity. While you're going through. Look what he says now. He says now, and I need you to eat the fruit. Verse 6 says, I want you to go ahead on and take wives because you got to do some multiplication here. You got to have some sons and some daughters. So, so Steve and Steve can't do it. It's got to be Adam and Eve. Right? To have some sons and daughters. He said, now he didn't say take you another boy or take you another girl. He said, take you a wife, men. And wives, he said, take you a husband. So you can have some sons and some daughters. Amen? Because it takes female and male to produce. You, 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 let me just get, get, get this straight now, because we, we got some things twisted in Babylon today. Now he says, now, take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, verse 6, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons, sons means builders, and daughters means builders in the family of God. See, in order... To build in the family of God, we got to have some sons and daughters. You can't do it all by yourself. That they may, verse 6, increase. Somebody say increase. Increase Increase where? There. Where? In that captivity. Mm. And not diminish. Church, here's the problem. First thing we do when things start hitting us is... We back up. See, there's some folks need to have their tails here today. But the more jobs and stuff, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. I'm going to preach this word today, and I don't care come hell or high water, who getting mad, it don't make no difference to me. I'm going to preach this word, whether you like it or not. Well, you like it or not. See, he said, I want you to do all of this and don't diminish yourselves. In other words, you need to keep doing what you need to keep doing for the Lord, even while you're going through whatever it is you're going through. And that's what you do. you on your post. Where the rest of them? What they excuse? And you think you're going to be prosperous. No, you're not. You always live from paycheck to paycheck. And you ain't going to never be free. Because you ain't learned yet that a little in God's hand is a lot. You're still scared to plant the seed that God gave you to plant so that you could have a harvest. You ate it up. And if you eat up the seed, you can't expect no harvest. 
and you pay the Babylon, you pay Nebuchadnezzar everything he's supposed to have, and you're fearful of him. But you don't pay God nothing. And God say, I'm the one that gave you the power to attain wealth. But God can't get his from you. Boy, that's bad business there. And you wonder why. And you wonder why. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to boast in the Lord a little bit because, you know, the Lord say that my soul boasts in the Lord and the humble should hear and be glad so don't y'all get mad at me. See, I, 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 I don't work on a regular job. But I drive the best of cars. I eat the best of food because I do what I'm supposed to for the Lord. See, see, it takes faith to do that. I said it takes faith to do it. Don't get mad. Get on the wagon. Get with God. Now, now, now he's told me, while, Larry, while you was in your captivity, and he's saying the same thing to you. While you're in your captivity, you need to keep on doing what you're supposed to do for me because I'm going to bring you out. And when I bring you out, I'm going to bring you out with your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses, your mother. I'm going to bring all that come. And, and I'm going to, he, Nebuchadnezzar, go, when I finish with him, he's going to be behind you. He's going to be backing you. Because the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the who? The just. See, that's in there too. See, 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 that's in there too. See, see, so long as you're trying to do it yourself, it ain't going to happen right. It ain't going to happen right. See, this is my motto in life. If you do right, God will make it right. I said, if you do right, God will make it right. So, 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 so verse 7 said now, and see, watch what God says. Now, this is crazy what God be telling people to do. But see, God's ways ain't like ours. God says in verse 7 here, he said, seek the peace of the city, which I have caused you to be carried away. You know where? He's telling us to seek the peace for the world. That's what he's talking about here. And pray unto the Lord for it. For them that's got us in captivity, this world, this nation, these governments. He said, pray for them. Pray for them. For in the peace thereof, you shall have your peace. You know what that's saying? In the peace, in the prosperity of this nation, by us praying for it to continue in its prosperity, we'll be prosperous. In the praying for peace for this nation, we'll be in peace. You see, it works hand in hand, you see, because God say make friends with mammon of unrighteousness. So that they'll be for there for you when the mothers won't. They're supposed to be with you. That's basically what he's saying. So he's saying, now these people that's done brought you in captivity, see, I did this. And I want you to pray for them. And I want you to pray for their peace. Because in their peace and in their prosperity, you're going to have peace and prosperity. Amen? Ain't that something? So sometimes God will bring us into a place of captivity just so that we can prosper and be at peace. Because we're we, we good at making mistakes. Going down to Egypt when God didn't tell us to go. 
Sometimes it's best to let Egypt come and get you. <laughs> because it just might be ordained by God that Egypt came to get you and put you in a place where you can't do what you think you need to do so that you can be protected. Ain't God a funny God? Mm-hmm. So, so, so these are the, this, this, this is the intro. Now let's get with the real deal. We're talking about supreme favor, see? See, because you've got to understand where favor is when favor is there. Let's go to the book of Genesis 29, verse 17, talking about favor. Genesis 29, verse 17. Amen? Now, here it is that Jacob is after two women here. He won't Rachel. Well, he's really not after two women, but he was given two. One named Lee, who was faint-eyed. She was weak-eyed. And one named Rachel. Now, Rachel is the good traveler. And Rachel is the one that is what we call the one that's on the good road. The, the prosperous road. She is a prominent one in the flock. Amen? That's Rachel. Now, now let me explain something to you. You, you. you got to understand this. You can't look at this, Genesis 29, verse 17. You can't look at this as being physical. No, you got to bring this into now within you. Now, we're talking about two women here, right? And Rachel is the one that we got our eyes on, right? Because the woman means that man is still in existence. The word woman means to be extinct, E-X-T-A-N-T in Hebrew. And it means to be extinct. It means that the man is still in existence. How? Through the woman. Amen? Now, so... That woman came out of where? Man. Right? She is the inner spiritual reality or mechanism of a man. Amen? All right. So Jacob was after. Jacob represents the mind of a man that's in transition. And it is at a point where a man's mind will come to the point where he sees that he needs to make a change from his crafty ways because Jacob was a supplanter. He was a trickster. With that same trickster, when his mind was transcended, became Israel, the one that is like God. That's what the word Israel means, amen? And we are Israel. You do know that. And if you don't, come, come check with me and I'll, I'll prove it to you. That's not the scope of this lesson today because we all supposed to know who we are. We run around here calling ourselves black Africans. No, we're from the tribe of Judah. And when the northern tribe or, or, or when the northern tribe of Israel was split by the Syrians from the southern, the southern kingdom, Judah, went to Africa and set up their tribe. The slaves, 90% of the slaves, this is in the old ancient maps, 
They don't want you to see that. So they took that part out. Go to the ancient maps and you'll see where the tribe of Judah was in the land of Whiteout. And that's where they got the Jews from, the, the slaves. 90% of the slaves came from the tribe of Judah, which were black. They brought them down through the slave coast onto the ships. That's what they did, y'all. I can prove it. I can show it to you. Even the Bible said you'll be brought over in ships. Were we not brought over in ships? Too long they have denied you of who you are. And they set up a fake Israel over there. And Jesus told you in the book of Revelation, listen to me, it's written. Jesus said, I know where the synagogue of Satan is, and those of you that call yourselves Jews are not Jews. That's God's word. Says it twice in the book of Revelation. We be reading it and don't even know what we're reading because we don't know who we are. So you see, that's why they so hard. That's why blacks go through what they go through because they don't know who they are. And if they ever find, and the man don't want them to ever know who they are because that means that they can't fake you out no more. In other words, the ones that Y'all ever seen that movie, Hidden Figures, where that astronaut woman, I mean, that woman with them, that black woman did all them figures, and, and, and that white man, I forgot his name, Kevin Costner, the one that tore down the, the, the colored bathrooms and stuff, or the all-white bathrooms and stuff, him, they made him a hero. And in real life, there wasn't even one, a, 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 a man like him at NASA. That was all a lie to prop up the hero as being a white man. When the hero was really that girl that put them numbers together. They do this all the time. Sam Bass was the Long Ranger. He was a black man. He ain't no white black man on TV. When you see him, he's a white man with a, run, with a mask on, running around with an engine, hollering about Kimisabi. Yes, <laughs> but Sam Bass was a black man. That's the true Long Ranger. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And then when you tell the truth, see, see, telling the truth about this Bible can get you killed. I'm going to tell him. Now, 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 now Leah was tender-eyed. But in Genesis 29, verse 17, I want you to look how we're talking about supreme favor. Rachel, which is the good traveler. See, she was on that good road. That's why she was so prosperous at first, having babies. But it also means she was the one that's prominent in the flock. The Bible says she was what kind of favored? Well favored. Are y'all there? I want you to see what the words say. We usually have it up here where it's easy for you. But sometimes it's good to get back where you got to go in the Bible. Because most people don't even know where Genesis is, at least alone. Daniel. Oh, they, 
You go to Daniel, it might take to this evening. And most of you churches, well, they don't. They just have some kind of polywalls up there running off at the mountain. Don't know half the stuff you're talking about. Don't mean a hill of beans. Ain't no eternal life in it at all. Then the kind that's got thousands of them because, you see, that's that easy way. There is no easy way. The straight and narrow way is not an easy way. I'm sorry. You can forget that. It's getting hot in here. Don't get hotter before it's over. She was the younger daughter, but she was well-favored. We're talking about supreme favor here. Well, let's walk a little bit. Genesis 39, verse 6. Genesis 39, verse 6. Say when you get there. Tell me when you get there. Genesis, just a few chapters over. Same book, just a few chapters over. Chapter 39, verse 6. Here's what it said. And Joseph, and he left, all, he's talking about Pharaoh. Pharaoh left everything in Joseph's hand to the point where Pharaoh didn't even know what he had. Only thing he knew was what was fed him at the table. I'm going to show it to you in the text. I'm going to show it to you in the text. Now, the word Joseph means that God has added. And God is about to add something here called supreme favor. Watch this. And he, Pharaoh, that's another form of Nebuchadnezzar, the frontiersman. And he left all that he had in whose hand? Joseph's hand. Come on, y'all. Talk to me. I ain't in no dead church. I hope. Open your mouths and talk to me. I, I would like to get a response. Who in here got a mouth? Everybody. Well, then everybody ought to be talking, saying something. So everybody ought to be. You let God know you're in here. Stop looking crazy. Coming up in the church looking crazy. Come on, get involved in this thing. Let this thing start working in you. And he left all that he had in whose hand? That's what I'm talking about. Open your mouth. See, the enemy, the world, knows that you're talented. And the world knows that for Joseph in you, God will add things to. He knows that you are anointed by God to add things to either your life, but if he can get you, he wants it for his. And see, that's the trick. I'm going to show you something in a minute when we get to Daniel. We're going to walk this thing down and give you some understanding on what God is saying. He says that, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand in the one that God has added to hands, okay? Because he knows God going to make going to do some things here. And he knew, watch this, he knew not all, which is what he had, save the bread which he did eat. He didn't even know what he had except what he was eating at the table. Don't you know that? 
when you get a godly man over your stuff that the rich man sleep well at night, he know he's going to get fed and everything and know that ain't nobody going to rip him off. And watch this though. And Joseph uh-huh, was a goodly person and what kind of favor? Well favored. Y'all heard that before, ain't you? With Rachel. Well favored. We're talking about supreme favor here. Notice where they received their favor while they were in captivity. They didn't receive their favor when they were. No. They received the favor, supreme favor from God while they were in bondage. But how many of y'all know in your bondage you can find freedom? In your bondage you can find freedom because there's a hiding place in you called God. And if you can get up in there with him, God will prosper. Not only the nation that you're in that's got you captive, but while they prosper through you, you prosper too. Didn't he say pray for them? Didn't he say pray for the peace and the prosperity of them? Because in their peace, which is in their prosperity, is you going to find your peace and your... <laughs> Ain't God funny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We know that he was a well-favored. Go on over a couple of more to Genesis 41, verse 2. Do that for me. Huh? Amen. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Watch this. And behold, that came up out of the river, except this is Jacob. He's down there. I mean, this is Joseph. He's down there having his dream about the famine coming. And behold, that came up out of the river, seven, what kind of? Well-favored cattle. That's kind of cattle. And fat flesh. Ooh. And they fed in a meadow. Cattle, kind, represents our emotions and our affections in life. Watch this. When God begins to add to us the Joseph, he adds not only that in the world, but he adds a different approach to things within us. Our outlook becomes different. Our emotional and our affectionate state changes. It becomes what we call well-favored. In other words, where your emotions used to be in rage, you go from anger to rage, now you go to love and compassion. Sound like well-favored to me. Not only for the person that you enraged at, but also for you and your high blood pressure. Am I in the house? Well-favored. See, God just don't work on the outside and give you well-favor. He works on the inside, too. You see? He works on the inside. See, this thing is all about the inside. So these, these affections, they were well-favored. And they ate real well in a meadow because God was the one that was adding to it. To Joseph. Amen? 
let's get on down to the crux of the matter. We're finna get serious with it now. Let's go to Daniel. In the book of Daniel, the first chapter, we're going to deal with verses 1 through verses 4. And the Lord is going to show us some stuff real good here. In the third year, over there. Because I need everybody to be. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, remember? King of Babylon, unto Jerusalem to besiege it. Remember I told you? In 596, between 596 and 587 B.C., uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar came, the frontiersman came, and he besieged the peace, the city of peace. And Jehoiakim was the king, but he knocked down Jehoiakim and put up Zedekiah because Jehoiakim wouldn't bow down to him and pay tribute to him and let him pimp God's people like a lot of preachers do. Pimp God's people. And God's people, because they sleep so much, they love to be pimped. Get over here in this line. Get in that line. 500 or 100. Like you got that kind of money. I'm still trying to figure out where them folks get that kind of money to pay these jack leg preachers. Get in these lines. You ever heard of that? 500 line, 1,000 dollar line. They got them all over the place. They got them all over the place. Just go to any old jack leg church. And you'll see. They say, we're going to offer now, and now we got a $500 line. Those of you, I need about three people that can stand up and give $500. Then I need another 300 Now, they ain't got nothing to do with you paying your tithe and offer. Now, you need to do that every week. Because God tired of y'all robbing him. And that goes for all y'all. Just two weeks, one week in and three weeks out, that's, that's got to stop. Uh, me and Brenda, we give $170 out of our family every week. Every week. Now, right is right and wrong is wrong. Now, I know everybody in here can't afford that. Probably nobody in here else can afford it. But you can afford something. Now, do right. You pay them creditors off for them Twinkies and them Zim Zims and them Zoom Zooms. And they ain't the one gave you the job. God the one gave you the job. And God the one gave you the help. But you want to diss God. But you won't diss that white man out there. Because that's your God. Verse 2 say, And the Lord gave Jehoiakim of Judah into his hand. With part of the vessels of the house of God. Ooh, the vessels, that's us. Which he carried into the land of Shinar. Shinar, Babylon. That's confusion. To the house of his God. Went from the house of the real God. Took the, took the, ooh, God, I got a revelation. Took the people of God that were the vessels. That were in his house. And went. And took them back to the world. To the God of this world.
My God. And he brought the vessels, what the people of God, that belong to God, into the treasure house of his God. See, I told you the world wants to take from the church and get it back out there. And it'll use anything that it can to do it. It'll take what you love. The enemy don't care what it used to get you. But I heard the Lord say, I'm going to put it in a place where you can't get to it. I heard him say it. Verse 4, verse 3 says, And the king spake unto Aspenaz. Aspenaz means the one that, 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 that he, he makes prominent by sprinkling. In other words, he don't want everybody. Yeah. He's, he don't want everybody. There's special people that he's looking for. The king is looking for special people. And Espinel, who's under him, is carrying out that order. He said, now, the ones we want to sprinkle and make prominent, it ain't going to be a lot of them. Let me show you something here now. Show you what he's after. Y'all better get this word here today. He said, now. And the king spake unto Aspenaz. He was the master of his eunuch. See, he done, he done neutered God's people. <laughs> he done made God's people eunuchs. He done took the authority and the potency that was in God's people and made them out of homosexuals. They ain't got no power. Now they shooting blanks in the world. Without God, excluded from the commonwealth of the faith and Israel. Then I look here. Say he was the one that was appointed over the eunuch, his eunuchs. And watch what he said. And he should bring certain of the children of Israel. That means anybody can't come. Let me break this thing down now. He said, now, don't you bring just anybody to me. That's what the frontiers mean. See, 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 Google, they don't want anybody to run their show. They only want the best. Nike don't want anybody to run their show. They want only the best. See, all these frontiersmen, they looking for a certain type of people with some kind of royalty in them. See, watch it. Verse 3 at the end says, and of the, he wants a certain kind of people from the children of Israel, right? From the church. He don't want everybody. He wants those that are of the who see? King's seed. That's what the world wants. And of the princesses. He, want, he only wants those who have 
authentic royalty. No. Not the money. He wants the royalty. Royalty is above money. Because you got to understand that 1 Peter 2 9 says that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people, a holy nation. We're talking about royalty here, who God has called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. He wants you back. Somebody say the devil won't be back. He can't have me. He can't have me. And God ain't going to let that scoundrel have you either because like I said before, he'll put him in a place where you can't get to him. I'll stop it. I'll stop the devil. I'll stop him. I speak for the Lord up in here. I will stop him. Don't you say nothing. Let me handle it. Hmm. Watch this. Y'all understand that he just want the king's seed and the princess? Watch this. Verse 4. Y'all know that we're a royal priesthood? That means he want us. He says in verse 4, children in whom was no blemish. When God covered us in his blood, he took away the blemishes. And what kind of favor? <laughs> that is. We're talking about supreme favor here today. That's what we got. And skillful in all what? And what? Cunning in knowledge and understanding science. As such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. I'm the only ones. Didn't make no difference how much money you had. He wanted what God had given you. The skills and the cunningness and the ability to understand science. He wanted the smartest of the people. See, see, the frontiersman is trying to take the world to another level. You know, whether it's by way of phones, shoes, cars. I don't care what it is that they make it. They're always... <laughs> got two or three more that's higher than what they showing you they got. They just don't stop at one. They already know. <coughs> they already know three more of them iPhones that's more up to date than the one that the one you got right now. <clears throat> that they just brought out this year or whenever they brought it out. You think you got the newest. You ain't got no newest or nothing. That's old news to them. That's what that frontiersman. And see, that frontiersman need the knowledge from us that God has given us in order to advance itself beyond the normal people. Are y'all following me? <laughs> Let's take gospel music, for instance. God gave them that wonderful talent. They took it to the world, and now gospel music ain't nothing but hip-hop. That's all it is. Hip-hop saying Jesus, and it's got the world fooled. 
I know some of y'all don't like that, but I could care less. I don't give a rat's you know what, whether you like it or not. I really don't care what you like. I would rather listen to Al Green than to listen to the majority of that mess that they call gospel music. That's because they've taken that seed, that royal seed, Nebuchadnezzar had, spirit of this world, the spirit of the frontiersman, and they pulled them out of church and said, no, you do it this way because you can make more money. You can reach more people. They did the same thing with the Bibles. <clears throat> Bible ain't called the Holy Bible no more. It's just called the Bible. Because ain't nothing holy about it. The new ones. Well, hmm. oh, I wish. Well, I'm going to preach it anyway, Lord. He said, look here. Children in whom was no blemish, well-favored, skilled in all wisdom, cunning in knowledge, understanding, science, and such as had the ability to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning, whom they might teach the learning of the tongue, not of God, but of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, the tongues of the world. See, they want to take your gift, take it to the world, teach you their language so that you can communicate with the world so that you can promote their agenda. And that's what they're doing. And now, Christians everywhere ain't nothing but a bunch of sellouts. Pure sellouts. Now they got them mixed in with the awards. They got, the, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And they're calling it, well, they, they know it ain't of God. They making money now. That's their God. That's their God. So I'm not fooled or tricked, and I don't want to be like none of them. The only one I want to be like is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't bit more care no more or look at no more one than I will the other. I don't care what he got, how big a church there, it makes no difference to me. I ain't never cared about it, I don't care about it now. Only thing I care about is people's soul getting sanctified and saved. I don't care about all that other mess. You take that mess and go to hell. And you can tell them I said so, world. You can tell them that. I see you. You see me. I see you too. I know you're out there listening. I want you to note something. You notice how they came and how they wanted what they wanted from Jesus, I mean from, from, from Daniel and all of them. And see, when they took Daniel and Meshach and Shadrach and Abednego and all them guys, you know, who were of that royal see, when they took them, see, they had an agenda for them. They said, now you need to do this thing our way. You need to eat the food we give you. We're going to pump you up. Because we, we want you to learn our language. You know, they had an agenda for them. 
How many of y'all know the world got an agenda for you? The devil got an agenda for you when he gets you back out there. Yeah, I got an agenda for you if you're stupid enough to go. I got something for you, prodigal son. Been there, done it. Know all about it. Christians face similar challenges today. Do you believe that? The world's always got a carrot. There are two evils that we'll face with when we're in the captivity of the world. Two things when we're in captivity. Two things, two evils. One evil is this. One evil is this. We have to be careful that we don't become immersed in the materialistic things of the world. See, that's what Daniel and them had to be careful of. Because it was offered to them. The next thing that we have to be understand is, and see, this is why some of y'all can't pay y'all tithes, is because y'all got to the point where y'all think that it's by your hands you're doing it. It ain't by your hands. It's by the hand of God that you're able. God can shut you down at any time. And we living in now where God's tolerance ain't like it used to be. Well, wake up. God is tired of us not listening to what he's telling us. And he's going to bring this thing home. He's going to bring it home. Right to your doorstep in a theater near you. He's going to be playing right at your door. If we don't get this thing right. This is a warning, church. I'm warning you. All y'all is denying God what belongs to him. This is a warning to you and to me too, okay? Can, can, can we not say we've been warned? Okay. God heard that. If I be not a man of God, watch and see, play with him. Play with him. Play with him. See, we'll begin to think that we're the ones that did it, but I'm going to show you what happens when you think you're the one <laughs> that did it. Go to Daniel, the fourth chapter, verses 29, 31. I'm going to walk this thing. I'm about done, y'all. I'm about done. Daniel 4, verse 29 through 31. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, he had already been warned. <coughs> he had been warned to get his thing straight. Twelve months went by. And on the twelfth month, the word of God says this. Chapter 4, Daniel, verse 29 through 31. Watch this. It says, at the end of twelve months, uh uh-huh, divine purpose of God, twelve in man. At the end of twelve months, he, Nebuchadnezzar, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Uh-oh. See, he in there, he looking. And watch what he says in 30. See, your mouth. How many of y'all know your mouth will get you in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> the king spake. That's where he messed up at. It was already in his heart. 
but life and death is in the power of tongue. He said, is not this great Babylon that who built? I have built for the house of the kingdom that might be um, who power? My power. And for who honor? My honor and majesty. You see what I'm saying? See, we got to be careful when we... You, you ever heard that saying that you can't hit him in the butt with a red apple? <clears throat> you get $2, get a good job, and you can't hit him in the butt with two... You can't hit him in the butt with two... two with, 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 with an apple, red apple. You know what I'm saying? You hear that saying? I have. There you nailed. There we are when God bless us. We forget about God. Yeah, we do too. We lay in bed, we ought to get our lazy butts up. You kill yourself for the white man, but you can't get up and give God one or two hours. And you're an officer, and you're an officer in the church. Something ain't right with you. Something wrong. He said, I did this by my hands. Just like us. We get to doing good. Look, look, yeah, man, you know, man, I did this and I did that. You ain't done nothing. And as soon as he opened his mouth, watch what happened to him. See, God didn't like that at all. Because God had already warned that fool. He said, while the word was still in the king's mouth, he couldn't even get it all out. A voice fell from heaven. Good God Almighty. Oh, King Neb. To thee it is spoken. Now God is speaking. Now you speak. Now God is speaking. The kingdom is departed from thee. Let me tell y'all something. We do not want God's kingdom, which is the kingdom that's inside of us, to be departed from us. Do y'all hear me? Because I'm telling you that God will close this kingdom up in us. He'll close it up. He will close this kingdom up. I'm going to leave this with you because there is hope. How many of y'all want hope? Not just a fake hope, but truth. Go to Luke 128. I'm going to leave this with you. And I hope y'all enjoyed this message today. Luke 128. I'm going to leave this with you. When the angel came to Mary. Over there. The angel is a message of God. The angel came in. You see what that, that word there? See, see that little word in? <coughs> That's a big word. That's the biggest one. The word in there says that the messenger of God came where? In to where Mary was, right? Now remember, Mary means she's a woman, right? And remember what I told you. The woman is the inner spiritual sanctuary of a man. She came where? The message came where? Into her spiritual self. Amen? That's a word. All right? All right. Now, Mary means rebellious. 
she's rebelled against mainstream religion like we have. I would hope everybody in here has rebelled against mainstream religion because it ain't real authentic. I would hope that y'all got sense enough to know that there's a big difference between what's being taught out here and what's in that book. I, I hope y'all wise enough, enough, but if you stay here long enough, then I'll show it to you. I'll help you. It might take a few years for you to be conformed from this world of religion. Like that priest said the other day, I didn't know messing with little boys was a crime. He said, he did say that. Yes, he did. <laughs> he said, I just, he said, man asked him, he said, did you know, didn't you know that was wrong? I didn't know that was wrong. And he's an archbishop. I don't see, I don't see how people can be in that religion there. And be a part of that. That's demonic. That's crazy. But people, billions of them, flock to it. Well, they do the same with all this out here. They do the same. Because people like being lied to. People like for you to tell them what they want to hear. Not what they need to hear. Now, children, there's a difference between what you want to hear and what you need to hear. Because what you want to hear is going to make you feel good. What you need to hear is going to make you feel bad for a moment. But if you bleed a little while, you'll be all right. Because after the bleeding is done, the Word's going to put an oil on you and it's going to get healed. And you're going to be all right after that. Amen. Bible say that the messenger brought a message in to Mary, the one whose soul has rebelled against mainstream religion. Because you see, Mary, their religion say you had to be married before you could have a child. That's what it say. Joseph wasn't married to Mary when the Holy Spirit came upon her. But Joseph had sense enough to know that something was going on and that he wasn't going to bucket, so he hid her out. Until that thing came to pass, and he could get married, and they covered it. Sometimes you got to cover your brother. And he said, now, hell, that thou art how highly favored. We talk about a, you got a special honor when God come in and speak to you. That's a special honor. That's a supreme favor. He said, you are highly favored. People, I'm telling you right now, you are highly favored. Somebody say, I'm highly favored. Even though I may be in bondage and captivity, God told me to go ahead, build my houses, marry my wives, have my children, feed myself, plant my garden. God said, go ahead on and do it. Even while you're in captivity, because while you're prospering others, that nation that I've called you to be in captivity to, that situation that I've called you to be in captivity to, God said, look here, go ahead and pray for the peace and the prosperity of that, because when you do, then you're going to prosper and be peace. You're highly favored. In the midst of your agony, you're still highly favored. You got to realize that God's word doesn't lie. 
my closing. No one said there's a special honor on your life. That's why God does the things in your life that you can't do for yourself. He does it for me. He does it for all of us. He'll cut things out of our lives that we can't cut out ourselves. Because when the message comes in, the change comes. A birthing, a conception has taken place. And the Lord, it says in verse 28, is with thee. Amen? And you are blessed, art thou among, somebody say, souls. That's what that woman is. The inner sanctuary of your soul. See, see, the soul is a female to God. Because we are the bride of who? Now, Christ ain't going to marry no Paul. Can I just be real about it? Huh? Well, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Y'all know me. I'm going to tell it like it is. (laughs) I'm going to tell it like it is. Now, all of it's sin. But sin is sin. Let me just put it like this, then, since since, since I'm a little too hardcore for y'all. God ain't going to marry no sinful person who continues in sin. Let me let me just do it that way. Since, since since I got to be all nice and all that, and y'all know that I'm a rough rider. <laughs> y'all know I'm a rough rider, and y'all still y'all been under me about 15, 16, 17 years, and y'all still don't look at me like I'm crazy. And I look at y'all like y'all crazy when you don't understand that I'm a rough rider. Y'all know I tell it like it is. So God said, look, y'all are the bride of Christ. So he said, you are highly favored and blessed. Now that word blessed means that you are destined and purposed to prosper. But before I can do that, I got to get some things out of the way. That's in you. Cause there's some th- you, you hear me, Mr. Tom? And, 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 and once I get that out of the way, then that gate open, that flood gate open. See, see, it ain't like the blessings ain't there. The flood waters is there. It's backed up. But soon as that right thing get out of the way, God move that thing out of the way and open it. Oh, my God. Flood. What? Look what I found. I'm highly favored. That means I'm special honor. I have a special honor of God. All God's children are special have a special honor to God. Y'all better hear me. All oh, God's children. God, you're the apple of God's eye. God got his eye on you even when you think he don't. That's when he's got his eye on you the most. And then God says you're blessed. That means that you purpose to be prosperous. I don't purpose you. I don't, look, I made you the head, not the tail. That was told you in Deuteronomy. I made you that. Not the. So why are we living like that? Why are we living back there? Why is the church living like that? You know why? Because when the enemy, when God sent the enemy, which was really our friend in disguise, he sent him. Put us in captivity about with something. So that God, we would learn to call on God to bring us out. 
But while we were in the captivity, we're supposed to be doing what God told us to do. So that when we come out, we'll have everything. See, see, <laughs> you don't wait to jump in the jungle and then load your gun. You got to have it loaded before you get there. You got to be what we call locked and loaded and ready to roll. You understand what I'm saying? You see, I don't know how many of y'all saw that video of that man over there in New Zealand when he rolled up in there. He was locked, loaded, and ready to go. But see, them folk was up in there and they wasn't. Me and Tom talked about last night. Some things got to change. Y'all officers got to quit sleeping up in here and get on your post. We living in dangerous times. People in there praying, had their eyes closed, bent down. I told y'all about closing y'all dad blame eyes. Who told y'all to close y'all? The Bible say watch and pray. You didn't say close your eyes and pray. Some people when get in, they got down and they were laughing, but they were looking. And their hand was on their sword. I'm just telling you the truth. And with that, I'm done. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise.